This is the G220 Effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. And we're here back in the place that we call the booth. And we're going to share what we know best, God's truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I just love my husband's excitement. (laughs) I'm about to say, take that to the bank, you know, (laughs) because, you know, God's word is so plentiful, you know, and because it's so plentiful, you feel like it's money, man. It's money, man. It's cash right in front of me. But, But God's word is more than just cash, man. It's life. It's life. It's breathing. It's hitting you. It's hurt. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to make you flourish. Amen. And I, as, as we always say that you're never going to exhaust the word of God. So we are so excited to be here again, talking more of the word and just breaking down those little things that we continue to learn so we can mature in the faith and continue to grow together. And there's nothing greater than that. Just growing in the word, because there's so much that we can learn so here we are again so welcome to those that are listening yeah we you know what we we have this thing with our listeners man we love you amen we love you i just want to say that that we love you and it's sincerely said because we know who christ is and christ first loved us so we love too you know we give that same love out Amen. And and we hope that when you listen to us, hopefully you feel that love. Cause yeah. <laughs> and if you ever come around us, my husband, he just, he blesses me so much. He's so quick to tell people he loves them. And I think sometimes people are shocked, like, huh? You know, what? What? I get some crazy looks when I say <laughs> that. Like, man, I love you, man. They'd be like, whoa, bro. Like, you don't even know me. I'm like, no, but you know what? It's the love of Christ, man. You know, that love of Christ in me that it, it, it compels us to love. You know, it compels us to continue to give out love, you know, and that's the thing, man. When when we know Christ first loved us, we know that he laid his life down for us. Then we know what love is and that what 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 greater love. Amen. And you know what? The most amazing part of that is just knowing that the love that we do give is not our love. No. Our love wouldn't be that good at all. My love going to look at you differently when you do something different, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I said I love you, man, but I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but it is the love of God in us, yes. you know, when you know you're loved much. And that's yes. why I think it's so awesome when we read um, in, 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 in the word that he loved us, God loved us first. Yeah, And so we now know what love is and we know that we can extend that love to others and love on other people around us with that very love that we were loved by. And I pray that we are people that continue to share God's love. Even Jesus instructs us, how would they know that you're my disciples? By the love that you have for one another. So let's spread that joy, that love, that goodness of God all over. It makes a big difference. And you you know what? I, I feel like sharing this because I was at the store. So you guys, I'm going to take a minute to share the story. I was at the grocery store the other day and I'm pushing my cart and I I hit the, the apples. You know how the apples at the grocery store are all stacked up and I hit the apples and none fell. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I thought they were all going to come tumbling down, you know, like a dominoes effect. But instead, what was behind it was all these little cartons of, of, of nuts and they just... Uh, there were almonds actually and they just went flying everywhere <laughs> and I'm like oh man <laughs> but you know what as I was walking into that store I I heard the Holy Spirit saying the kindness of God he is kind 
And I, and I felt kindness in my heart. And so I said, okay, maybe it's for me to extend kindness towards somebody. So my spirit was ready. Like, Lord, you know, wherever your, your, your love leads me, I'm going to love on somebody and be kind to them and show them your love. And actually, I found out after this incident that it was actually for me. So this lady who was just passing by is like, oh, sometimes that happens. She starts to comfort me about the situation that just happened. And she's like, sometimes that happens. It's okay. I'll help you. She starts helping me stack these uh, almonds back up on the, on the shelf and, and picked up even the ones that were loose on the ground. She started like scraping them up with her bare hands. And I'm like, wow, Lord. I mean, that's something small, but that's the kindness and goodness. And she kept trying to comfort me that it's okay. You know how it is. Like you do something like that in the store and you're like so embarrassed, like, oh my goodness. And everybody looks at you, Man. <laughs> but she just extended so much love to me. And I, I couldn't stop saying thank you because that was just the kindness that we all have all that. The Holy Spirit is it, it, when the Holy Spirit is in us, we have those, those fruits of the spirit we yeah. have love we yeah. we so we we extend kindness goodness uh patience all those things towards others so i just wanted to share that because i think it's just it went with what we were talking Man, about that's so awesome because you you got the opportunity thinking that you were going to share some kindness of god but god was like uh-uh girl it's coming back at you amen <laughs> and because of that i had more to give i wanted to give it out more <laughs> man you, you get encouraged and you want to encourage more. Amen. That's awesome. Well, That's that awesome. was our little moment of encouragement. But we're going to get into what we want to talk about today, what we have in our hearts to share. But we're going to start off by just reading scripture. And it's Ephesians 4, verse 14 through 16. And it reads as follows, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. Awesome. So we're not going to get all the way up to 16, but that scripture is just so awesome. So here yeah. we have... Ephesians 4 is just beautiful because it's talking about, you know, us being one body, one faith, one spirit, yeah. you know, us working together. Yeah. God, Jesus Christ has gifted us with different offices that we use to help to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. But it's saying here, and this is what we're going to focus on. The first part, it says, after the, all of that, as we mature, let us not be so that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Ah. Let's not be children that are being carried back and forth by every wind, wind of, of doctrine. doctrine. Don't that sound like today, y'all? Don't that sound just like today? But I, I, I just think when I hear that, I'm, I'm like, wow, like, you know, I'm not a child anymore, but, you know, maybe because I'm a novice at something, you know, when somebody tells me, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm become childlike because I don't know anything about it. And so because I don't know about it, it's like, oh, somebody can tell me this. And then I get to somebody else, they tell me something different. And because I don't know, I, I'm like debating what's the truth, you know? So I'm being tossed to and fro, you know, by whatever they're trying to teach me because I don't know no better. And so I believe that's what the scripture is trying to convey. Don't be as children tossed to and fro. 
Because being tossed to and fro is just saying that I don't have a clue what's actually the truth. You know, I don't know what's the truth. So I'm just going to follow which one I feel good about. Yeah. And so and lean into your feelings like that. What the words say in Proverbs, lean not to your own understanding, but in all that ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. Of course, if you know the truth, guess what? You're going to have to wait on that and that wait till that path start to be directed. You know, and with this, though, it, it's tossed to and fro and carried about every, with every wind of doctrine. And I like how it describes it as a wind of doctrine. So that, that word wind is so amazing because we see it as, you know, we have a definition actually for, for, for wind. And so the definition is that wind often represents the fleeting and transient and elusive and, and, and the intangible. And so what I like the last part, the intangible, because when we all know that we can't see it. Now, if you can see wind, and I don't know, something ain't right. <laughs> you know, you got them extra, extra bifocals, you know, to see that, man. You got them x-ray glasses, maybe to show you what the wind look like. Maybe it's blue, maybe it's red, you know, I don't know. But but no, I'm joking. But but wind, though, being tra- very transparent, you know, and intangible. And intangible, yeah. yeah. So you, it's not solid. It's not something you can hold on to. And I, you know, when we were discussing this with Steve, I was just talking about Ecclesiastes and how, you know, it, it's the saying over and over about everything is vanity. Everything is vanity. It's like chasing the wind, right? I mean, it's pointless because you're not going to get anywhere. So I just think that it's interesting that that was the word used, every wind of doctrine, because there are things that could take us today where we're here, tomorrow we're there, today I'm believing this, tomorrow I'm believing that, and, you know, and, and I'm marching for this today, and and I'm marching for that tomorrow. And I'm, I'm being tossed back and forth by every wind. Well, of well, let, let's just go through life, right? So life, you're taught to go to school, right? You're taught uh, grade school, elementary. Go to elementary, middle school, or junior high. Then high school, you know, and you learn so many different things, right? You, 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 you cram all this stuff in your brain for 12 years. You, then you choose a college. You go to college. Then all this stuff you learn, you get to learn it over again, but in a higher depth. And then you start to make a choice. This is when the doctrine start. Oh, I learned all these years, so I know this subject. Now you have to pick a major. Oh, wow. Here you go. I learned history. I learned English. I learned um, uh, um, physics or what math or science. I learned all these different things. Now I have to pick a major. Now, now it's hard because guess what? These are winds of doctrine. All these things you've learned, all these different things that you, that you took in. You learned it. Now it's confusing to pick a major. And, you know, what makes it even more interesting is that we're living in an age where, man, information is so accessible. Um, And I had a conversation with somebody about this, like how back in the day, (laughs) not trying to date anybody out here, but, you know, back in the day, like you had to go to the library to get certain information. You couldn't just find it. You had to go to the library, look for encyclopedia, look for maybe articles and things like that to actually find the information you need. And nowadays it's like, man, at a, a touch of a button and just typing a few words, information is there in galore. It yeah. is there in just so much information that it is so easy to now be tossed back and forth with every wind of doctrine. But before we even go to that, we we do have to dis- I mean, um, Talk about what doctrine means. What yeah. does doctrine mean? Because we see it in the Old Testament. We see it being used in the New Testament. Paul is saying, um, 
you 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 should teach sound doctrine yeah. you know so yeah. so we see it a, a lot of times being used in the word so what does it mean so doctrine itself means teaching or instruction doctrine learning and teaching it's the function of the information so function I, or the information yeah 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 so the old testament says that well, this is what it, it says doctrine actually is learning teaching or insight and then it says instruction, teaching, and, and that's it. And persuasiveness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. persuasiveness. That's, that's actually a good one to hold on to. And then in the New Testament, it just says it is um, doctrine, it repeats again, teaching concerning something. We're not going to say the words, but the, the word is here in Greek. <laughs> it's D-I-D-A-C-H-E for those that want to go and do their research. But it says that which is taught. And then, and then it says in religious assemblies of the Christians to speak in the way of teaching in distinction from other m modes of speaking in public. So to me, it just makes me think of like preaching, uh, yeah, whereas yeah, you are actually teaching, definitely. you know, preaching, you're inspiring and you're, oh, you know, giving that word that's going to inspire people. Whereas you, you get somebody who's a teacher, they actually teach. <laughs> and it's 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 such a beautiful gift. I mean, all the, the gifts are, are wonderful. All the offices are yeah. great. But the teacher really helps to make the word digestible for us, come easy alive. for us to, to, to make it come alive in our yeah, lives, to apply yeah, it to yeah. our lives. So it's so awesome to know that. So doctrine is just the teaching. Yeah. And it has to be sound. And so let me uh, let me let me just say this right quick. Let me so I myself could have my own form of doctrine. Oh yes, you sure can. So let's just say the doctrine of the black t shirt. <laughs> This is how you have to wear it. This is what color it is. And this is, you can't have it wrinkled. You know, it has to be swift and fresh, you know. And so the doctrine of the black t-shirt is that, you know, you can't, you have to be a select group to wear that black t-shirt. So anybody can't just wear it. I have to pick the people, you know, to teach about the black t-shirt and when you wear it you got to put your head in first yeah you got to put your head in first <laughs> then the left you arm. know left arm then the you, right know, arm. you do the right arm oh man that's frowned upon you know <laughs> so i mean you might be in trouble you know but but i i said that to say this because doctrine teaching we we have so many different forms of way people teach us you know and not just saying that but just so many different things that we can grasp on that, that we can grasp you know, and, 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 and it's so many different things for every different intellect or every different type of mind that works out here. I think all, everybody's mind is the same initially. But guess what? You begin to find something you like that we call our niche. And then we start to dabble and dip, go deeper in that and deeper in that. And then we find and say, oh, I like that. Oh, I like reading um, uh, um, John, John C. Wright books, you know. And so I, I studied John C. Wright to the T. You know, he has a master's degree. And, you know, he, he's a doctor. And so he, I learned a lot from him. And so you start to get garner the characteristics of John C. Wright, whoever this is. I'm just making up a name. That's a made you know? up name. So yeah, we're yeah, not. Yeah. We're not <laughs> so John C. Wright, you out there, man? I, I wasn't meaning that for you. <laughs> no, it's just a random name. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I said that because you know that's how you know that's how we work. You know, as people, you know, we find something we like and then we dabble in it and we stay there. But is it the truth? Is it the truth though? 
So, so let's fast forward now. We go yeah. to 2 Timothy verse 4, 3 through 5. And I'm going to read it in the NASB. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Ooh. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you... Be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And stay right there. Right, right, right. We not, when it says your ears tickled, it's not talking about somebody with their finger behind your ears, <laughs> tickling your ears, and you're like, hoo, 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 ha, ha, ha. No, it's, it's just saying that, you know, they're saying exactly what you want to hear. You know, I, I'm, what I'm saying is exactly what you want to garner right now from me. Yeah, I'm saying exactly what you want to hear. Not what you need to hear, but what you want to hear. And so because I'm saying what you want to hear, guess what happens? You listen more. You get more and more involved in, in, with that. And so that's dangerous, you know? It is. And you know what? I think about it, and I'm not, I'm not at all uh, knowledgeable about politics like that, but I think about it like, you know, when people are running for office or something— they usually say things that tickle the ears of the people that they're trying to get their vote, right? Yeah. So it's not just in politics, probably other things too, that you have to say something that tickles the ears so you can get their attention and, and you can get you can win their attention and their vote. And that's that persuasiveness that we talked about in the Old Testament, how doctrine is, is described as persuasiveness. So so if I can just say something that you enjoy, that you like, guess what? I get to keep you around. You know, and and some people are doing things for the wrong reasons and they get all puffed up and, and enjoy the position and enjoy the 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 uh, accolades and all that stuff that makes them feel so good about what they're doing. But it, it moves us away from sound doctrine and, and the truth. And so what it, I just like what the beginning says for the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine doctrine. And so what that's saying to me is just like. I can tell you the truth, but you don't want the truth. You just want something that's going to make you feel good, you know? I can be like, oh, you look good. But really in my head, I'm like, nah, you know, I'm just going to say that, you know, make them feel better, you know? I, and, and so you, you you live on this lie where, you know, okay, it's cool, you know, but as soon as somebody come to tell you the truth, you don't want to hear it. Here, here's one that I'm just going to put out there. You know, you hear that, oh, there are many ways to God. I've heard this before. Oh, yeah, yeah, Let yeah, me tell definitely. you something. I don't know that doctrine, but we know that there's only one way yeah. to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. So, and who is Jesus? The Son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, therefore, you know, that's those are the kind of doctrines that probably some people believe because yeah. they find it hard to just have the faith to believe that Jesus Christ died for them, to believe that he was the... I'm going to use my word propitiation for their sin. And he took that uh, uh, separation and, and, and helped to bridge us back to Let our relationship. That. Let with me the try Father. that word propitiation. There you go. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. That's all yours though. I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> no, it's biblical. It's in the Bible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it is. But you know, so, so that's, that's one that doctrine that we know we hear a lot because people, it's like, we try to make the gospel much harder than what it is, but or or to fit us sometimes, yeah. right? I want things to fit me rather than what the truth really I says. I want it to be more than one way. Come on now. 
<laughs> no, I don't want if it's one way. Ah, no, man. It's so many ways to do it, you know. And and really, real, really, that's how some people think, you know. It's why is it just one way? Why why do I have to go to Jesus? Why why just why? And usually that that's caused by certain different things. A lot of well, and I can't say certain different things, but a lot of different things, you know. And and, and sometimes it's hurt. Sometimes it's it's um people's shortcomings, you know. And sometimes it's it's, it's mishaps. And sometimes it's just condemnation. You know, where I, I'm not worthy of that. You know, I, I'm just going to do a loophole. Is there any way I can get around Jesus? You know, hey, God, hey, 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 can I talk to you? You know, but no, you just got to go straight through Jesus. Because the only way to the Father, the only way you can receive anything is by hearing sound doctrine of the word of God and knowing Christ. So it's it's actually very interesting because we started out in Ephesians 4, right? Yeah. And Ephesians 4 is telling us yeah, that yeah, yeah. we have all these offices that are working to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry so so that we can be efficient. You know, I think of the body of believers being strong, you know, being able to stand firm and to stand strong. And, and sometimes we don't get to see that. Why? Because... People are being taken by every wind of doctrine. Okay, yeah. this person says this. This scientist said that. This philosopher said this. This uh, 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 person who who uh, um, knows all this information said this. And this is the way that technology's taking us. And and so all of that pushes us away from the truth. And guess what happens to the body? We're no longer unified. We're yeah. no longer growing in strength because we're not in one spirit. <laughs> right, right, we're right. just listening to everything that just comes and tickles our ears and it feels good, but we don't base it on what is sound and what's truth. So we're going to read another scripture. It's 1 Timothy 1, verse 3 through 4. And it reads as follow. As I urge you, urge you upon my departure for Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that ye may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths, endless geneal uh, genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. Ooh. So now we're getting to the nitty gritty of things. So it's saying here, you know, don't teach that strange doctrine. And we kind of brought all that up. What are some like strange doctrines that you can think of? You Steve? know what? Sometimes, you know, I, I look at it like this. You know, we put onus on things like what's first in our life. And because we make it first in our life, it becomes more than what God is because God is supposed to be first. And if God is first, that means I got a good relationship with my Lord and Savior. And everything else predicates after, you know, you know, wife, kid, maybe of uh, uh, school, whatever, whatever you got next, you know. But God should be first. And so what, what strange doctrines I, I believe that's out there, I, I, I say academics because, you know, academics is a, is a thing that came from the Greeks. And so the Greeks, the word academia is Greek. And so I, I look at that like, you know, it, it's not a bad thing for you to want to go to school, you know, but when you put your all and all into that and it becomes Lord of your life, yes, that's you you end you end up stepping into something that's that's like, oh man, like it becomes your God, you know? And so that's that part right there when when we dealing with doctrine that I'm like, ah, the strange thing is that we we put first before God and it gets weird, you know? And we talk about things like uh, philosophy, you know, this is the, this person. Oh, I saw something really funny. Y'all. I don't know if I can even, um, uh, 
No, it's okay. Uh, but it was it was relating to Confucius and him. It was a statement that he said, and he's like, "No, I didn't say that." <laughs> 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 it was pretty funny. But anyway, so we have all these philosophers and then we make, you know, what they say, the truth and the foundation and that's it. And also even things like science, you know, and, and it's not to oh, things like a study of astrology and the stars and, 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 and the moon and all these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God created all those things. Yeah. And God gave us a brilliant mind that can really, I mean, some of the, the, the dreams that Steve shares with me sometimes about what he sees. I mean, I'm sure if he was a scientist, he'll be able to break it down scientifically, yeah. but it, it is wonderful. And those are the things that God, it shows us that we have a mind that's a that's wonderful, but we should not try to lean to our own understanding, but allow God to reveal those mysteries to us and through us so that we can use the word in, in a sound way and we don't hold on to this truth and it's mine, 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 so I'm right, going right, to make right, this a right, way of right. life. And then we lose sense of what is true, that God created all things, that in him, through him, were all things created by him. There's yeah, nothing yeah. that's aside from him. So you can't put your astrology and then take him out of the picture. It won't. It, it doesn't work won't like work. that. It won't work. It won't work. <laughs> and, and and so I like that because it, it, it's just saying that, you know, we're going to change as we grow. And so as we get older, we change. And so certain things, you know, you might be in a spot where, oh, I've, I've been hurt in this area. And so when people speak to you about that same thing and that hurt, guess what happens? You cling to it. You start to cling to it because guess what? You have not purified your heart. And so because your heart not being purified, guess what happens? That thing you cling to, it might not be good because you're going to lean heavily into that and more of that than actually praying, actually asking God what to do, actually giving your hurt to God. Because I, I learned this, if you hold on to your hurt, man, that becomes, that becomes the thing that's bigger than God in your life. It actually, it actually can split you between you and God. You, 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 you actually end up being like, oh, man, I, I don't know the wording. But you actually actually be half-hearted with God, you know? Yeah, that's it right there. You know, you actually be <laughs> half-hearted with God. And so being half-hearted with God is because you're dealing with something. Is Just give him the, give it and all the, to him. Because the Bible tells us to love him with all of our heart. Yeah. <laughs> all of our might, right? And all so, of our soul. So, yes. Every bit of us. I mean, everything should be with him and not aside from him. Yeah. And doctrine becomes strange when it no longer follows after what the Lord speaks in his word. Yeah. Now it's strange. It's not that's sound good. That's anymore. Good. It's only sound when God is in it. And 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 so that's what we see in 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 the word. And that's what we wanted to talk about because there are so many, like we said, there's so much knowledge that's accessible to us. But when we use that knowledge on our own uh, accord and we start to make it our truth and we live by it. And now I am I'm following the stars to know what kind of person I am and uh, what kind of person I will attract based on the stars and the moon and all of this stuff. Then that that's a little strange because oh. we God is supposed to help direct us to where we need to be. Wait, wait, wait. And, you know, you got that other thing. Genealogies. Oh, yeah, you know, so too. I'm going to go on <laughs> Ancestry.com and I'm going to look up my family, you know, so you're going to keep looking and keep looking and keep looking and keep looking and keep finding out more information, more information on top of information until it's not it's, it's going to be hard to find the end. And so guess what happens? Because you, there's no truth in it. Yeah, because you're going to get all this information. And guess what? 
For what? For what knowledge? So you can hold it to yourself? Oh, you can, oh, I can pass it down to my kid who don't care <laughs> because they trying to play Nintendo or they trying to play PlayStation. But you know what? <laughs> this is what's actually uh, funny about, you know, looking at deeper and deeper. And there's nothing wrong with knowing no, those things. But, but we know that when, when we come into Christ, our life, our identity is totally different. Yeah. It is no longer based on my ancestors and who I was related to thousands of years ago. And it's no longer based on that. It's based on the fact that I am now in Christ. I'm now adopted into the family of God. That's what's important. So those genealogies, even we see it in, 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 in uh, the Gospels where, you know, the Pharisees are coming and saying, oh, well, our father Moses and you know and and these people that we knew and those people that we and, and Jesus kept telling them like no that doesn't mean anything I'm bringing something new here and you need to know about it and hear what I'm saying so you, when you became a new creature in Christ I just want to hit you up with this right here when you became a new creature in Christ guess what he said behold all, all things, things are, are new. new. Yes. So that 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 old genealogy that you walked in ain't there no more. <laughs> that old path, yeah, it may be naturally there, but spiritually, you gotta let that go. Cut the ties of that. You know, grow, grow. Because guess what? That's gonna hold you back. Oh, because my father did this, I'm gonna be this way. No, guess your father. You know, because your father was an alcoholic, don't mean you' supposed to be an alcoholic. Or because your mom was a stripper, don't mean you' supposed to be a stripper. You know, I mean, so these things. You know, these things, you know, that, that hold us, that new creature part. When, when Jesus said, behold, you, now you're a new creature in him. So guess what happens with that? Old things pass away. And he said, behold, all things become new. So guess what? You are now new. So leave that stuff behind. Don't go searching for that stuff. Let's make some new paths and some new ways. Amen. So we really wanted to touch on that. Um, topic on wind of doctrine because we don't want to be a people that are always um, being tossed back and forth with certain things today my truth is this oh I learned more information on this so this is who I am no just go to the word because yeah. the word has everything that you need yeah the word is going to tell you who you are the word is going to tell you who your father is that's all that you need right that's it <laughs> and the word's gonna tell you where you're going and the word's gonna tell you where you're gonna end up and the word is gonna tell you how to live this life yeah not all these winds of doctrine today we're believing this today we're marching for this that is all gonna cause confusion and cause you to be double-minded and we know that a double-minded person can't it, you can't stand when you're double-minded you, the words you, that you unstable you're stable in all of your ways yeah yeah. You can't grow from that. Yeah. And so we want to be growing. We want to be strengthened because we're coming together in one spirit, learning the same thing, growing in Christ and seeing the body of believers being strong rather than being weak. And can I, I just want to say this. God wants us to know the truth and not the lie. He wants us to get past this lie we've been taught over and over and over again that I'm just going to be me and this is me. And so God wants us to be better than that. And this has been the G220 Effect. And we're ghosts.